Welcome to the Pro Football Jokes Podcast. Jemp is out today, so I will be your host. Hey, uh, Ox. Um, and here with me, uh, finally back on the program, seems to have taken a prolongated absence, uh, but uh, he's free for us today. Uh, Pep the Chep. How you doing, Pep? Yeah, yeah, long vacation for me, but I've worked hard and uh, felt like I deserved yeah. it. And um, I'm back here, ready to talk anything but Redskins. Yeah, we don't we don't need to get into that. I mean, people already know the best team in the league. No need to to dwell on it. Uh, we, we we know uh, we we can talk about some of the other 31 teams. There are plenty of them. Uh, so uh, why why don't we get right into it? Um, we have you know some of our some of our other. Staff members are uh, out with on the injury report this week, um, so um, we'll so it'll just be us two today. Um, also, uh, some big injury news. Uh, not quite as important as you know, Jemp and Reeb and uh, Screw all being on the injury report, but Cam Newton goes on IR is out for the season. We talked about Cam last week. I know you weren't here for it, Pep. Um, but we talked about if he should be the starter when he comes back. Well, now the decision is kind of made for them because he will not be back. It uh, doesn't really matter what their choice is. So uh, what do you think about this, Pep? It's tricky because of how the team has performed without him. They haven't been exceptionally great. But um, I would not rule out this being the end of Cam in Carolina because um, he's got one year left on his contract. They could save $19 million by trading him or cutting him. That wouldn't happen. But um, I, I think, you know, if this team wants to go in a different direction, they can. Uh, they've had problems building an offense around Cam and Christian McCaffrey himself. So it's a really intriguing situation. Yeah, we talked about it last time. It just... You know, will Cam ever be the same guy again? Uh, I, he certainly this this is very reminiscent of you know Andrew Luck a few years ago when he he looked like he was banged up the year before. I uh, thought he was just going to come back; it wouldn't be that big a deal. And then the the next year, a separate injury, which it appears to be this year also for Cam. Last year it was a shoulder; this year it's foot. Um, but uh, it's it's holding him out for the year. It seems like this is not just uh, just this one foot issue. I, I I don't know. Maybe it is. I, but it, it seems like this has started. This, things are starting to injuries are starting to compile with Cam. Uh, and I, I don't I don't know if it, if I think they they got to evaluate. I I don't think they're gonna you know go with Kyle Allen as their franchise quarterback. But maybe they do want to try out somebody else next year. I, I don't know. I I find it hard to believe that could happen, but it does just kind of feel like the end of Cam. But I, honestly, I, I think he will be their starter next year. I think they'll want to go back to him, uh, give him another chance with the full offseason to get healthy. Uh, yeah, we'll get, you know, almost a full calendar year now. Yeah. So, I mean, you would think that he'd, he'd be able to get somewhat right by then, right? Yeah, I think so. I think it's finally the right move just to put him on IR and let him recover over the offseason. And you're right, if they want to give him one more chance, uh, he can always come back and 
some time off was enough to help Andrew Luck for just a little bit longer. But I mean, <laughs> you know, as much as he runs and as big as his body is, he's, he's taken some big hits and not just from running and getting sacked, but he's, he's just been beaten up in Carolina. So I think it's the right move to shut him down, evaluate where you're at in the off season, where you're at in the draft and really if there is some sort of personnel change, I don't see Riverboat Ron being fired or anything like that. But if there were a new regime to come in, you know, there's a lot of evaluation on that side. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, Riverboat Ron just seems to keep hanging in there every year. I mean, and he's a good coach. Like the Panthers have really been pretty good under his entire tenure there. Um, but uh, they, they really haven't, uh, other than that one season where they, they made it to the Super Bowl. They haven't really. I feel like they haven't been a real contender. Um, just kind of a middling playoff team to a team that just misses out on the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I, I think this year they're they're going to be around that same range. That uh, maybe they can make the playoffs. I think probably not. Uh, just with how loaded the NFC is. Um, but I do think they're a talented team, and the, we, we saw it again this week. They. Uh, sure, you know I know it's the Titans, but the, the Titans aren't that bad. I, th- I think I, I think we saw again Christian McCaffrey making his MVP case. Yeah, no, there's no doubt Christian McCaffrey is in the race. And if the Panthers were somehow, I, I don't think they'd be a playoff team because the NFC is so strong, like you said. But if the Panthers are able to battle to like a nine and seven record, and Christian McCaffrey stays healthy all the way through. I think he's totally a candidate for that race. Yeah, for sure. I I don't think he's the top candidate. Uh, certainly not right now with the way Russell Wilson's playing. Um, but uh, but I, I think he's definitely he's got to be in the conversation at least. Yeah, no doubt. It's it's a little bit like when uh, Adrian Peterson rushed for two thousand yards with the Vikings and lost his MVP case to Peyton. Uh, yeah, he, he won the MVP. He won the MVP. Won I'm the sorry. Um, I'm thinking something else then. That's how long I've been on vacation, <laughs> folks. <laughs> Sorry. No, he, it, no, he was on vacation in 2011. No, I got comeback player of the year and MVP confused. I'm sorry. Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Peyton didn't get comeback player of the year. Yeah, and I, I kind of think it's a it, it's also a matter of whether or not a quarterback falls off. Like if if Russ or some other quarterback keeps up this pace, then that that guy's gonna get it like uh it just if there's just nobody no quarterback that's kind of separated himself then they'll consider giving it to another position that's fair it's a very fair point i i can't disagree with that at all okay well um also i feel like we should talk about this a little bit too i didn't put it on the rundown but um since we did talk about it last week um just kind of put a bow on it the jaguars did announce nick Foles will be their starter um after their bye um are you gonna miss Gardner Minshew Pep I know you were his biggest (laughs) fan yeah uh I definitely did have some overreactions on Gardner Minshew I think he came in pretty well as a reliever um I think it's good to go back to Nick Foles because the division is not totally lost for them at four and five and this team wanted to with this AFC they're playing in right now they're definitely still in the hunt Maybe Nick Foles can come back and give them a spark that they really needed because Minshew Mania seems to have really fizzled out and this team could use a big boost. 
Um, we're still not sure how Nick Foles is going to play. We saw him drop a dime in week one before breaking his clavicle. But, uh, it I mean, a quarterback change has, you know, well, it's not quite a quarterback change, but an injured quarterback coming back has given teams a boost like we've seen in the past. And maybe these Jags can battle back from that. Sure, but I, I don't know. I, I think Minshew's played well enough to – why? I mean, what has Nick Foles done for him to – to think that he he's going to be better than Gardner Minshew. I mean, yeah, that's where I say uh, when I was talking about it, he's unproven because all we've seen from him on the Jaguars are a few throws in Week One. So I mean, yeah, if he uh, he's got a big contract to play up to, and Jaguars fans are really going to be looking at him to get them to five and five, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess, but yeah, I'd. I'd I've never really bought into oh we paid him so we got to play him like I, I mean you're, you're paying him that much anyway you might as well go with the the guy that's gonna be best for you and I, I don't know Vinci's a young guy he can still get better he's gotten better as the season progresses now last week he was he was awful <laughs> but, um, but I mean overall in the season you know they were talking before the game about how he how he looked himself and was like oh yeah I can't believe uh, that was me and we too. I, I feel like I'm such a different quarterback now. Um, I, I think there was some truth to that, even though he went into the game and then, yeah, he looked way, way worse than he did then. Um, but I, I, I think he's, he's still a young, like why, why is it that these first round picks we think, Oh, they're going to get better. But just cause Gardner Minshew was a sixth round pick. We were like, Oh no, he, he's done. He, he, He's reached his peak. This is the best he's ever going to be. Yeah, that's fair. And, you know, he has grown on me a little bit. I think he's put on – he's put highlights on tape that he can study. And it's clear that he was studying his tape and getting better. We're not going to talk about his Texans loss like you mentioned. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, he, he, I wouldn't overreact about him anymore. I think he is yeah. good. And, then, you know, I think it's – He's been better than a lot of other rookie quarterbacks. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I think it's – a personally a good decision by Doug Marone to go back to Nick Foles and maybe give this team some sort of yeah. offensive energy if he does perform. Yeah, that is fair. And I, I do think the, the one good thing about going back to Foles is that it's not like they can't go back to Gardner Minshew now um, because they never really officially named him the starter. He was just kind of playing in relief of Nick Foles while he was injured. So I don't feel like it's something where it's, gonna they're gonna look stupid if they go back to Gardner Minshew I think they they can still do that um but because because they're saying you know here we're going back to this is the guy who was our starter the whole time uh Minshew was a sixth round pick so he he wasn't ever they never declared him the guy so it's not like they're taking that away from him um so they can always go back to him you know he'll he'll be on on the team for you know his whole rookie contract so they have plenty of time to give him another opportunity, but uh, yeah, I guess throw, why not throw Foles in there and see what happens? Yeah, I would just say for fantasy owners of DJ Chark, that might hurt him a little bit. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's my biggest issue with the whole thing. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm gonna hop on yeah, the Keelan Cole train. Love DJ Chark too. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Keelan Cole has been making some plays recently. I mean, he has. You know, who knows? 
All right. Well, why, why don't we stop talking about these irrelevant teams and talk about some some big games that happened this past week and maybe get some some upsets here. I mean, let's start with the big one, the Sunday night football game, Ravens and oh, beating the Patriots. Um, really just a, one of the – I don't know if it's that surprising. There were a lot of people who, who said maybe this is the game the Patriots lose, but – Man, I didn't see that coming. That or the Ravens just go there and stomp all over that defense. Um, what? What did? How does this change your opinion of both the Ravens and the the Patriots, Pep? I really don't have my opinion changed to the Patriots because I think um, their schedule has been very favorable to them. I think it's important for the the Patriots to be humbled right. a little bit, and I think it's a huge win for the Ravens because you know. There's this um, there's this race between the Chiefs and the Ravens as this team that can take on the Patriots, and um, the the Ravens just came out there and oh, smacked. Just disregarding the Texans like that. That's well, it's for me. It's personally for me. I think the Ravens and the Chiefs, um, and the Ravens, if the playoff picture ended today, I don't think. I think Deshaun Watson, if he advanced, would have to face the Patriots. So I'm looking at the NFL playoff picture right now, um, and I think the Ravens coming out on Sunday night, um, literally with everything they've put on tape as a smash-mouth running offense and doing just that to Bill Belichick's defense, like running their quarterback down their throats on QB sweeps and running Mark Ingram down their throats – and then uh, Lamar Jackson coming out and making some impressive throws. Um, you know, you weren't surprised by what the Ravens offense showed, but you wanted to see how the Patriots would handle it. And um, it was a, it was a beatdown, I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the game easily, you know, it kind of swung with that defensive touchdown. The second half it looked like the Patriots were getting right back into it. Um but yeah, this is a couple of weeks in a row now that the Patriots have really just gotten run all over. I mean, Nick Chubb ran all over them the, the week before, even though that the Patriots kind of got the got the jumped on that early lead to those three three early Browns turnovers, so 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 Chubb couldn't just take over the game like the Ravens did with their running game. Um, I also think that if you're gonna beat the Ravens, you you gotta you gotta be fast on defense, like because. It's uh, remember how the Chargers just completely shut them down in the playoffs last year. Like that was because they were they they went with that dime pack or quarter package, I guess, with six DBs. Um, that and that that was that was kind of the key to stopping them when they, they had guys who could chase down Lamar, Lamar Jackson, somebody who could spy him. Um, you know, you you think you, with the with a running game, you want to load the box with you know a, a bunch of linebackers who can stuff who can, who can clog up the box but i think against this running attack with, with so much option obviously lamar's scrambling ability that you want you want a defense with a lot of speed on the field yeah absolutely and you're right about the patriots run defense being a little shaky in these coming weeks um and i wouldn't i know i said beat down i wouldn't call this like that one chiefs game we're on to cincinnati when the patriots really got beat um but I mean, it does bode some trouble for the Ravens if they do see the Patriots in the playoffs, because now there's literal tape 
Uh, you know, Bill Belichick has tape of his team playing the Ravens. And uh, I think there will definitely be some adjustments made if these teams uh, continue to play at the level they're playing right now and potentially face each other in the playoffs. Yeah, and it's always entertaining when the Ravens and Patriots play. Even Joe Flacco was their quarterback. They they always gave the Patriots a, a tough game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, I, I keep, I, I finally have to just stop talking bad about Lamar Jackson. He's he's he is their guy. Yeah, and I, I thought you know the point Chris Collins made on the on the broadcast too was was pretty good when he was ta- talking about what John Harbaugh was thinking. He's like, yeah, it's it, it's great if you can find the next Peyton Manning or Tom Brady, but you know that's hard to do. I can't, I can't, they don't just grow on trees. Like we, we, we're just going to try something different and see if it works. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm liking it. I, I, I think they, they found a different way to play offense and, you know, why not? They definitely committed to it rather than saying, Hey, we're, I've got my offense. I got to find guys who fit to it. Let's said, Hey, let's, try to work with what we've got and see see what's the best we can make of it and i i think it's working i, I think john harba is seriously in the running for coach of the year yeah that's an interesting point uh coach of the year candidate um everybody questioned if this offense would work myself included and it's kept working um and the defense has kept them in games too um yeah i i think the ravens are a really um, really impressive team at this point in the season, and um, yeah, I, I didn't. I think they're. I think their defense is getting better too. I mean, three touchdowns in the past two games. Yeah, and I I, I like the way Jimmy Smith is covering guys. Um, I think they've yeah. just been good all around. Yeah, I I think so too. All right, why don't we talk about another team in the AFC that looked like it was completely done. We talked about the the Chargers being done a couple of weeks ago after that embarrassing loss to the Steelers. Uh, you know, had that heartbreaking loss to the Texans. I mean, squeaked one out against the Bears, but nobody really cared because the Bears and Mitch Trubisky. Um, and, but this week just absolutely stomped the Packers. I mean final score doesn't even do this justice they the Packers had a total of 60 yards late in the third quarter and the the, the Chargers were moving the ball up and down the field they they got stopped in the red zone a bunch of times and had to settle for field goals which is only the reason they they didn't just completely blow out the Packers um but this was this was kind of a shocking one I don't think anyone saw that I mean I I thought the Chargers had a chance to win but I I would have thought it would be you know in kind of a shootout with Aaron Rodgers and company rather than, than this beatdown. Yeah. I mean, with the, you know, the, the record surrounding the Packers, the chargers really came out and surprised us after all these disappointing performances. I mean, that's really all I can say about it. Um, I think Melvin Gordon's finally finding his groove as they move on from Austin Eckler, as it saddens me in fantasy as much to say. But it, I, I don't even think that does justice. Like you're saying, that this uh, this Packers offense has been able to find ways to crush you, whether it's with Aaron Jones rushing for four touchdowns or Aaron Rodgers working with the skilled talent he has around him. Um, 
it, I think defensively it was a great performance all around and the Chargers just found a groove that day. I, and I fully expect the Chargers to regress this next week, but you know, Thursday night football against the Raiders. Oh man. Uh, gonna be fun. Always, always a fun one. Prime time Raiders Chargers. Yeah. So I, I, I think the Chargers maybe can, you know, at least, at least be an interesting team the rest of the year. I don't, I think they're probably not going to be able to get back into the well, I guess the AFC is pretty bad. So, I mean, they, they got a chance to to sneak into that wild card spot. Um, so, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see if they can keep that up. But I'm more interested in what you think this says about the Packers. Do you think this was just kind of a forget, a game you just need to go forget about for the Packers and they'll just bounce back? Or do you think this is kind of, indicative of things to come for them I, I think it's a forget it game I think it's just a bad game for them um I, I didn't expect them to be seven and two at this point in the season with their new coach and um you know Aaron Rodgers when he's healthy is pretty brilliant and I'm never going to count this team out I think it there's always you know some point in the season where these Packers when fully healthy are, are going to come out and just be the better team. And I think that their defense, not last Sunday, but this Sunday will bounce back. Um, I've been impressed by their coaching on defense all season and their talent they've acquired has panned out and um, not to jump ahead in the podcast, but I have them as an NFC championship contender. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I don't have a, question their offense will definitely bounce back i mean they're not going to be held to you know 60 yards in the first almost three quarters i mean in most games i mean i think it was the first time the, the lowest yardage aaron Rodgers has ever been held to in a first half um so I, I i don't definitely don't think that will continue um i also don't know if their offense will get back to you know that crazy hot streak they've been on the, the past few games i think aaron Rodgers was just Playing out of his mind in the past uh, past couple of weeks, um, but I, I I but I think their offense will be fine. Uh, I'm more concerned about their defense, honestly, because yeah, it got off to this hot start where it just shut down Mitch Trubisky. Congrats, uh, and then and then a couple of games after that, Kirk Cousins was struggling against them, and then uh, we're able to hold down the Broncos pretty well. Um, again, just not, 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 not all that impressive performances. You know, I, I love the Vikings offense, but I think they were just at a point in the, in the season where they just weren't playing very well. Um, but after that, the Packers offense, the Packers defense is just kind of falling apart. I mean, they got torched by the, by the Eagles on that Thursday night game. Um, they had that, they were able to beat the win, win a few games with, with some bad defense. I mean, again, against the Cowboys, Cowboys moved up and down the field. They had some unfortunate turnovers that the, the Cowboys had like 530 yards of offense against them. Um, even though the, the Packers won the game pretty handily, um, the Raiders were moving the, that easily could have been a competitive game against the Raiders. Aaron Rodgers had a ridiculous game accounting for six touchdowns, but the Raiders were going up and down the field with them score for score except that they weren't scoring because Derek Carr fumbles in the end zone and then throws an interception in the end zone uh 
yeah, so that's some unfortunate, and they get stopped on the goal line too. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. This is just, uh, I, I don't know that this Packers defense is as good as I, I thought they were going to be. I thought they were really going to improve this year. Um, yeah, I guess you're right. And uh, I know you're going to keep taking shots at Mitch Trubisky, so I'm not even going to stop <laughs> trying to stop you on that. I just don't see any team in that division, um, as much as you love Kirk and the Vikings, I don't see Kirk and the Vikings beating them in that division. I, maybe the Vikings get a wild card spot, but I, the Packers definitely just have this stronghold on the division. When the defense is playing poorly, the offense somehow outperforms, and it they're just a really resilient team when Aaron Rodgers is healthy. All right. I, I mean, I, yeah, I think the Packers will make the playoffs. Um, I still think the Vikings get that division, but um, I, I think it, it's going to be close. Um, but it's just a little bit, uh, I don't know that I, I find it. I, I just think it is, a, 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 a just a red flag for the, for the team that their defense hasn't been playing well for, for quite a while. And people, I, I think people haven't really been talking about, they still talk about this defense. Like it's great just cause it started off really well. And I, I, I know I, I, I was making a joke about Mitch Trubisky, but like, they, they they absolutely dominated that game in week one. The, the Packers defense was great. Well, I think, I, we think we've talked enough about the Packers anyway. Um, why don't we move on? Um, this game, uh, since we were talking about the Vikings, I don't know if it was that much of an upset because, I mean, the Chiefs at home, even with Matt Moore as their quarterback, is still a formidable opponent. But um, the Chiefs over the Vikings uh, win on a three-point game. Um, so uh, you, you said you're, you're not quite trusting this Vikings team. Um, was that because of this game or um, that just kind of in general? Not totally because of this game. I, I think it's just flat out good coaching by Andy Reid to prepare his guy, Matt Moore. And Matt Moore is the backup for a reason there. Even though my boy Chad Henney was on injured reserve, Andy had his guy prepared with a game plan to beat the Vikings. I, th- I just think it was a disappointing one for Kirk and the Vikings. to. And it's not totally Kirk's fault. The Vikings just had a chance to get a really big win against a good team and maybe, you know, finally tie their opponent for the race to the NFC North. And and the Vikings just, again, came up short in this situation against a team with a winning record. And um, I, I'm not going to blame it all on this game, but we've just seen it time and time again when the Vikings have someone like a good team like that on the ropes. They just can't pull it out. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how much I agree with that narrative. It seems like every time Kirk, like you know, people say Kirk can't win in big games. So every time Kirk loses a game, it's like, oh, see, that was a big game that Kirk lost. And if if Kirk wins the game, they're like, ah, it wasn't really that big a game. He, he won. A, I mean, like this is a one o'clock game against Matt Moore. I don't know how big it was. I mean, I don't know that it was any bigger than, you know, him playing in prime time against his former team or playing against the, the who did he play a few weeks ago? Um, but playing an in division game against the Lions, where he lit him up. I mean, uh, and I, yeah, I, I just I, I don't know that I agree um, with that sentiment. And also, I, Kirk didn't play poorly in this game at all. I think uh, the offense wasn't. I, I, I do. The biggest concern for me is that this offense is really limited when either Stefan Diggs or Adam Thielen is out because they essentially just have one receiver or one guy to throw the ball to at all, really. I mean, 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. I totally agree. It's just this team needs home field advantage so badly in the playoffs. I think they're a better yeah. team at home, and to be tied with the Packers at this point would have been huge for them to go into Arrowhead and get that win. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. Um, I, I think I, I do think they need that. They definitely need both the receivers healthy um, because they, they have nothing. They just have nothing else in terms of pass catchers. Um, obviously, we know they can run the ball. Um, but I, I also uh, think the Chiefs defense has started to, to come alive recently. I mean, I think I think this, the Chiefs defense played really well. I mean, maybe it's just because the Vikings receivers aren't very good, but you could see there was just not a lot of separate. They were they were covering them. Like Charvarius Ward had a great game, um, and I, I know you, most people have probably never heard of him, but the Chiefs corner and I, I I made fun of him in my when I was doing my projected starters. I'm like the Chiefs are starting some guy named Charvarius Ward out there. Um, but he had a he had a great game this week. Um, their pass rush is finally starting to come alive, um, and I yeah I, I I mean again not a tough matchup against this Vikings offensive line, nor was it when they destroyed Joe Flacco and the Broncos terrible <laughs> offensive line. Uh, back on Thursday night a couple weeks ago, um, but I I do think uh, that that is good signs for them, and I think that I think this Chiefs team will, will be very dangerous in the AFC. Very certainly so. I mean, that's what good teams do when a backup's starting. Yeah, it's true. Um, and yeah, Andy Reid obviously it gets should get all the praise in the world for you know what he's doing with, with Matt Moore and and Tyree Kill also just had a monster game. Uh, he he got free a few times, and honestly, probably the the play people remember the most was the the one where Damian Williams scored. And nobody even cares that Damian Williams had a ninety-one yard touchdown. The only thing people cares about that. Tyree Kill caught up with him freaking five yards back and just chased him down. Yeah, Johnny Knox, anybody? Does that play <laughs> ring a bell? When Johnny Knox came all the way from behind to give Matt Forte a big block? Yeah, I do remember that, actually. I always love yeah. that. When a, when a wide receiver chases a guy down, we can even go back to Terrell Owens and the Garrison Hurst famous touchdown to throw that yeah. block. Yeah, but th- this this wasn't even the block. He was just like he, he he said after the game, he was like, "Yeah, Damian thinks he's he's faster than me, so I had to show him that he wasn't." <laughs> there's, there's, there's nobody in front of him. That, so yeah, that was that was a pretty good joke. Um, I love jokes, man. Yeah, me too, dude. Um, why? Well, I, I do. Um, well, I, I guess we, we we didn't really want to talk about this uh, this next thing that I had on the on the segment, but why, why don't we talk about uh, another kind of upset, I guess um, that happened. Um, the jets were, were looking like they were finally getting to get that second win because um, they had the dolphins on the schedule. Uh, and that looked like, Oh man, the dolphins are still continuing their tank. Right. And I mean, sure. They've looked better with Fitzpatrick, but when it comes down to it, they're still going to pull out the, the L right. Nope, they they really just controlled the game against the Jets. I didn't trail at all, um, and the Jets um, still just that one win against the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
I only watched red zone cutaways of that game, so I don't have much to say about it. I just want to say good for the Dolphins. Ryan Fitz, Fitzpatrick is um, making Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. Well, Preston Williams was injured that game, I believe. But he, he's turning Devontae Parker into that wide receiver one they always believed he'd be. Preston Williams caught two touchdowns. Sorry. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> you were right the first time. Um, yeah. I'd... Yeah. I mean, I mean, they just had a good division win against the Jets, and maybe Adam Gase is not that good of a coach. Uh, I mean, maybe uh, I don't know. That's, it's possible. Do you do you think he's one and done? I really do. I mean, some people think he won't even finish out the season. That'd be crazy if they didn't even <laughs> give him one full season as a, a head coach. He should just leave a note in all the players' locker rooms and quit himself. The Jets are just they're the Jets have acquired all these players and then they just go and hire the worst people to coach them. And I'm sorry, Todd Bowles is a good defensive coach, I think. Uh certainly a good defensive backs coach, but that was a bad hire. Yeah. You know, and then the guys he surrounded with himself on the staff were bad hires, I think. And Mike McGagnon, their yeah. GM, tried to make some moves and then that was just you know It'd be sweet if Greg Williams got to be the interim coach again. Yeah, and then he, <laughs> then they just let him go. And then yeah. he talks about all the job offers he has. Yeah. And uh, maybe, maybe the Browns should have uh, hired him as their full-time head oh, coach. Oh, don't get me started. Uh, don't get me started. <laughs> uh, why not? Why don't we talk about the Browns? I know we talk about them a lot. And it probably I know the answer to this now, but. Uh, are the are, you think they're done? Yeah, I think they're done. I think they're six and ten yeah. at best. I think it's just a combination of everything. Time and time again, it's this Nick Chubb's fumbling. It's this culmination of talent rot on paper that's just not playing up to what they're worth. And Freddie Kitchens is not the you know breakout coach we all thought he'd be. It's it's just a <laughs> combination of all that, and that's really that, in my opinion. Yeah, certainly. I mean, the, the Baker has not played well at all. Um, but I mean, they're. I, I think we've seen that they're not a bad team. They just get outdone by their own penalties and turnovers, and they can. Uh, I, I don't know. Kareem Hunt comes back this week, so maybe that'll help them. Yeah, I mean, he's a disciplined guy. <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll bring the discipline they need. He'll bring the culture back. Yeah. If uh, if somebody's if somebody commits a penalty, Kareem Hunt can just kick him a little bit, and then they'll then they'll be right in line. Just give him the nice little Albert Hainsworth kick in the forehead, yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that that that'll be good. All right, um, anything else you wanted to to talk about this week uh, the, before we go to our Super Bowl picks? Um. I guess the last podcast I was on, I was talking about the Bills record. The Bills are still six and two. I mean, the, the Bills offense is it kind of came alive against the Redskins last week. Not saying much, but um, Cole Beasley <laughs> is starting to become a little breakout candidate on that offense. Josh Josh Allen's getting a little better each week at making you know shorter throws and uh, staying in the pocket a little more, but still doing his thing and running around and making him fun to watch. Uh, the, the defense has stayed strong. 
Um, I think they're a fun team to watch. I, I, I certainly think they're a wild card candidate at this point in the season. Oh, for sure. I mean, the the ASC is not good, and they're six and two, so it, it's hard to say that they wouldn't be a wild card contender. But um, yeah, I, I don't know that I really believe in that. I I didn't have much fun watching them on Sunday. So, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, they they can ride their defense and ride the running game, and you know, maybe make the playoffs of the wild card team, and then go home after the first round and feel good about themselves. So. <laughs> yeah that's really all you can ask for right <laughs> yeah i mean uh, bills fans have done it before i mean you know it's a, it's a lot for bills fans to make the playoffs so yeah they, they can go ahead and do that yeah i i, I think that it's funny that i think the four same division winners as last year i think are almost almost locked in i guess not really the texas only have half game lead on the colts and the the Patriots only have a game game and a half lead on the on the Bills, um, but it just kind of feels like the the divisions are all locked up in the in the AFC. I mean, uh, the, the Browns that yeah, I definitely think they they've got to be done because they're they fell now four games behind the Ravens. So I was like, this was the week where they were supposed to gain a game, not lose a game. The Ravens and the Patriots and. The Browns had the Broncos. It was like they were supposed to win. The Ravens were supposed to lose, and the opposite happens. And now instead of being two games behind, they're four games behind. Um, yeah, so that's that, I, I think that that's all she wrote for the Browns. No doubt. As much as I wanted it to uh, to be good, I hope they they kind of write the ship on the offense just for the sake of owning Odell on so many of my fantasy leagues. But uh, I don't think they'll. They're they're going to go eight zero the rest of the season, so um, I, I think that's what they'd really need to do to to make the playoffs. Yep, they got to win eight straight. <laughs> yeah, no no problem. Easy. All right, um, all right. Why don't we go ahead and do our Super Bowl picks? Uh, what, who who do you think is going to the Super Bowl? I have a Patriots Seahawks rematch. Ooh, I like that. That would be fun. There's no doubt in my mind that the Seahawks, they came off an explosive win against the Buccaneers. But I mean, they just have one of the best receiving cores in the NFL. And that's something, you know, we, we've kind of said in the past, in years past. You think the Seahawks have the, one of the best receiving cores in the NFL? I, I do. I, I think Tyler Luckett, Lockett has silently impressed. And not I, I, as silently, but be be performed like one of the top ten yeah. receivers. He's made some really impressive catches, and DK Metcalf seems to get better each week. Don't know how yeah. Josh Gordon would turn out for them, but they lost Will Disley, and they're still like explosive thanks to Russell Wilson, obviously. But I, yeah, I I agree that I do like Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, but phew, same one. They're one of the best receiving cores in the NFL. That. It seems like a bit of a stretch for me. Um, I mean, I, I think, yeah, I guess with Josh Gordon there too, at least they do have somebody there as a third receiver. Um, yeah, Reeb asked me the other day, who would I rather have, DK Metcalf or Terry McLaurin? That, that's just insulting. I mean, DK Metcalf, yes, he is improving every week. I agree, and I think he has a lot of promise as a young receiver, but 
Terry McLaurin is already a wide receiver one. Uh, he's a he's a number one NFL wide receiver right now. Um, DK Metcalf is a very good number two. I think he's kind of like where where I'd put like Mike Williams, uh, kind of in that that range right now. Yeah, that's fair enough. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I do agree. I I do really like Tyler Lockett. I think he's 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 a very good receiver, um, and is is definitely a, a number one wide receiver in the NFL as well. Um. Okay. Um. Oh my Super Bowl. Um. You know, I've been thinking about this. You know, all all week, all you know, all season, really, and. I, my preseason pick was the Chiefs and the Redskins. Um, and I think, I, should I stick with the Chiefs? I mean, they've been really good. I'd want to go with the Texans because I love Deshaun Watson. But I guess for the sake of just being consistent and the fact that I do kind of think the Chiefs are the better team, uh, I'll keep the Chiefs in the play, in the Super Bowl. Um and on the NFC side, I am going to go with the Redskins because obviously they're the best team in the NFL and will clearly win the Super Bowl. That's but a, if that, they weren't, that's a good if pick. They, <laughs> if they were not going to make it, then I would pick the Vikings. Vikings Chiefs rematch in the Super Bowl. Are, are we sure we're not doing overreactions? What you think that's ridiculous to put the actually, you know, I'll okay, actually, you know, I'll put the Saints in. I honestly forgot about the Saints for a minute because I was thinking about the teams that played last week. I'll put, I'll put the Saints Chiefs. Uh, it's kind of boring because they're both really good. Yeah, that it's just going to be tough to predict whatever team comes out of the NFC. That's going to be really tough. Yeah. So I, I do quickly want to talk about. Uh, Monday night next week is going to be Seahawks 49ers. Um, what, what do you, what do you think about that game? That's going to be a fun one to watch. Uh, Kyle, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan said to someone, uh, some reporter, he was like, we're going to get humbled at some point. I can just feel it. I was like, wow, that's great. As a head coach to say that. Um, <laughs> I think he, he finds it hard to believe himself that he's eight. No. Um, but I, yeah, I think the Seahawks take that one. Yeah, it's a tough one. I just I think the 49ers are just so much more talented than the Seahawks that I really like if you're a good team, like I feel like you should beat the Seahawks, but if you stumble at all and make a couple mistakes, then the Seahawks will make you pay for it and if they you keep them in the game, then Russell Wilson will just go ahead and win it. Um so I I don't know, we'll just see will the 49ers make those mistakes to keep the Seahawks in the game, or will they just go out there and dominate them? Because um, I do think they are, they have a much stronger roster. I mean, we saw that the, the Bucks, you know, kind of trounced the Seahawks at the beginning of that game, but then you know a couple mistakes, Seahawks get back in, it, and obviously Russell Wilson takes advantage because he that's why he's the MVP right now. Like this is not this is not a seven and two team like their record. Record says, I mean, Russell Wilson's the one, one carrying him there, and yeah, I think he he can continue to do it for sure. So, I mean, I think it's very possible that they end up in the Super Bowl, um, and very possible that they end up beating the 49ers. But I'm I'm think I'm I'm leaning towards the 49ers right now. Yeah, I like the pick. I think their defense could perform. 
Yeah. All right. Um, well, that those are our Super Bowl picks. Um, uh, Screw d- did the, did text me his picks as well. Um, he I I, di- I didn't ask other people, so it's not uh, they're not them just being lazy, except for Reed because he, he should know. Um, but uh, he said he he's picking the Ravens and the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. So that'd be a fun one. Fun yeah. little rematch. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, I think there are a lot of a lot of good Super Bowl matchups that could happen. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the Super Bowl as always. Um, all right, why don't we close it out with our overreactions? Uh, Reeb's not here to start with, so let's go to you, Pep. <sighs> Just kidding. That's my Reeb impression. I had mine ready. <laughs> I, I think a big suspension is looming for somebody on the Browns offense, maybe multiple players. I just feel like there's there's something wrong. There's something going on. These guys are going out and partying or something. There, there's just a lack of discipline on this team. Maybe Kareem Hunt gets suspended again. or I don't know. I think just a suspension is looming. Suspended for Joker cleats. Yeah, I mean, just, just something silly. Um, and it's not that big of an overreaction, but there's just – something wrong with the Browns and that's that that just could be it that that's all I got all right my overreaction is that David Johnson is the third best running back on the Cardinals right now maybe maybe in the fourth or fifth because I mean when 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 Chase Edmonds took over that full-time starting role when David Johnson was technically active but didn't get it to get the ball at all because they said they were just putting over the nad need basis. Chase Edmonds goes out there and wrecks and has three touchdowns and just dominates. Uh, then this week uh, they give Kenyon Drake that feature back role. Kenyon Drake goes out there and has an incredible game against the 49ers and Kingsbury's, you know, system is just very conducive to running backs. And I think Chase Edmonds and Kenyon Drake have taken more advantage of it than David Johnson has. Um, so I, I think that they've proven that they, they should be playing over David Johnson. Uh, and obviously Alfred Morris, um, is there. So he's wow. better as well. So that is an overreaction. Nice one. Yeah. Thank you. I, I, I thought, I thought it was a good one. I don't know if I actually believe it, but I thought it was a good overreaction. Very good. Wow. All right. All right. Well, I think that will do it for us. Uh, the Just the Two Man podcast today. But for Pep the Chep, I am your host. Uh, hey, uh, Ox. Uh, and we will see you next time.